There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. Hello. That is Jim over there, Jim Price. Yep. And uh, yes, we were off the air yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, technical difficulties happened, but that's okay. We are back today, right before the back. weekend, Jim Price. That's right. We're going to give you guys that little poot on the butt there. Boop, 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 boop. Go have a great weekend because the fun is just beginning. This is that roller coaster. You know that chain drive thing they do in the roller coaster? The all the way to the top. Yeah, that's uh, we have a big breaking news today. Uh, UAE went on strike at 12 midnight last night, Eastern Time, and uh, the big three are not making cars anymore. So get hold on to what you got, folks. <laughs> ah, it's gonna be a rough ride. Well, yeah. let's talk about this. I mean, it's kind of okay. interesting. So, the uh, the auto workers have struck, have struck. Struck, if you want to call it like that. Mm-hmm. And That's what, they call um, it. what are the implications of this, Jim? Um, well, here's the sad part of it: is it's going to drive a lot of people out of the the, the car market because it's going to push prices higher. Uh, supply chain issues were already an issue, so maybe this will allow them to catch up a little bit. <laughs> um, we're going to find uh, supplies. I mean, you're not going to be able to pick and choose. Uh, the the, pe- the, you, the okay. I have a lot of friends who are car dealers and, you know, used car guys. And mm-hmm. we all use, you know, we always use that uh, tongue-in-cheek. I couldn't oh, imagine yeah, used that car that's your friend base. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's, I, I, don't, uh, I don't associate, but they are friends. Let's do it that way, right? Of course. Um, they're acquaintances. But, uh, they, you know, they're, you're, they're, they're car salesmen, right? They're always trying to, you know, oh, don't worry about it. That's just a little clunk on the left-hand turn. It's fine. You know, they'll sell you anything. Well, imagine now they have the upper hand of inventory. What they have, they know they have, and you don't have any other options. And so this is going to be a leverage issue. Not only is it putting a lot of people out on the street, which the UAW almost has a, uh, was it a billion dollars reserve for uh, the $200 a week that they're going to give these strikers or struckers, or I don't know what your plural of uh, people who strike. Um, but they're going to give about 200 bucks a week to be on strike. Uh, they have about a billion dollars to give these people 200 bucks a week. The guy who's out there telling them that he's so proud of these people for standing up for their 50% wage increase that they're requiring. And I think the average right now for an average UAE uh, auto worker, yeah, it's over 60 bucks. So they're wanting almost a hundred dollars an hour to go all day long on your cars, which I get it, okay? Um, but at the same time, they're wanting all these other things. It's just going to drive, and like I said, I've said this a thousand times, unions at one time really had a great uh, a leverage, and they really were doing a lot of things for safety and just the well-being of the person. Well, now that they're delving into the wages and other things like that and how the company itself is actually ran, this is becoming a bit of a mafia effect or a, a capturing effect. And I think it's going to do nothing but hurt the consumer at the end of the day. The guys on the bottom end who are trying to get that daily driver that may have 100, 200,000 miles on it, they're going to find that now they're going to pay twice for that. And this is not going to be – this is not something that's 
going to go away lightly. We already had this problem. Okay, remember during the pandemic, Josh, 2021, 2022, where everybody's paying 10 20% over sticker price just to get a car? Well, what's this going to do now when there are no cars coming? I mean, they knew there was a limited trickle coming because of the supply chain issue. So they knew what was coming down the pike. But to say that absolutely no cars are being made today whatsoever, what there's no more well, inventory. I, I can't imagine that this strike is going to last very long. But what this does is this produces this catalyst for the automakers to go for mm-hmm. complete automation. Yeah. And it's going to cut. Then the government's going to have to get involved. Now we're going to have to write a check and blah, blah, blah. Oh, here's a trillion dollars to prop you up. Oh, you guys are great. I mean, this is going to be another payoff, buy-off crap that our, our government's going to bother to get involved in. <sighs> Just so frustrated. But hey, by the way, if this doesn't kick us over the edge of this financial collapse. I, I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, don't you don't you see that this is going to really take like that that little that you know you're already kind of one foot in the box. Let's go ahead and shovel some dirt on top of you. Um, well, I mean, it, it, this is a in an important part because. Obviously, it's not going to have a direct impact on the economy, but it's it's going to affect it in the long term if this persists beyond uh, a week or two, right? But you know, right, my problem yeah. is is that the, the price of vehicles is already extremely high, and what this is going to do is it's going to drive that price up through the roof. And now this mm-hmm. fits into the narrative of the globalist narrative. Because they want mm-hmm. you to own nothing. They want to reduce the amount of cars on the road. And what better way to reduce the amount of cars on the road than to go and influence the head of the UAW, the union workers, and have him basically say, hey, you guys need to get paid more and let's organize a strike. And then uh-huh. he gets everybody, oh, my goodness, let's do this. Let's do this. They all go on strike to get more higher pay, a 50% increase. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is, is the auto companies come out and say, sure, that's fine with us. Now the increase of a vehicle goes up massively, 25% because of this. And what does that do is it reduces the amount of people that can actually go out there and buy a brand new vehicle, therefore reducing the amount of vehicles on the road. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Dun-dun-dun. It's always part of the globalist agenda, Jim. It's always a part of the globalist agenda. (laughs) I just hear the Jaws movie coming. It's that little thing underneath the water with the fin kind of sticking up. You don't know really what you're up against. But I think it's coming. I mean, they're just, I don't see how that we're going to, this is not good, Josh. I mean, this is just not good. We don't need hiccups right now. And this is another hiccup, just like the whole idea of trying to push the the whole uh, Ukraine war and all this other stuff and China. I did announce yesterday um, that sorry I've got uh, uh, that I was a buddy of mine, a mutual friend of both of ours, was going to go down and do some simulator work. But the individual who does a simulator work says, "Hey, I can't do it right now. We're escorting. I'm going to use the words over ten fighter jets to Japan. So the idea that they're moving." More than that many fighter jets to Japan, meaning they're escorting them over there because they had to refuel them, uh, mm-hmm. tells me that there's some strategy. Why are we moving fighter jets to Japan? Why would we need to put more in that region? But this is going back to the Taiwan, China, North Korea. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? There's so many things that's going Global on right war. now. Yeah, they're just they are truly just racing towards this. And this is a, one of those deals that will distract people. I mean, why would we need to slow down the economy 
in any way. But we are. We're doing it right now with this whole this whole strike thing. Really dumb. Well, and, and <sighs> what, three weeks ago, Joe Biden um, decreased the amount of oil production in the United States at the same time that OPEC reduced the amount of oil production, yeah, 50% globally. And, mm-hmm. and you have to wonder, is, is this all interconnected? Is, are these people coordinating what they're doing? And I'd say yeah. absolutely they are. Well, and think about that. That's, I mean, it's what you said just a second ago. You'll own nothing because there's nothing to own. How many car accidents are there a day taking cars off the road and then mechanical failures that take cars off the road? I mean, there's a certain amount of attrition here, right? Mm-hmm. So cars naturally wear out or bust or get crashed, right? So if there's nobody making those to replace them, your inventory gets smaller and smaller and if this is actually the death knell to the auto industry, which a lot of people have been predicting for two, three years now because of the whole semiconductor thing, it's just like people were – it's just not a sustainable model. Who's going to be the winners and losers of all this? That new Vivint electric car or Tesla or – I mean is this what we're doing? Hmm. 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 Well, you know, Jim. Yes, sir. When we're looking at the world right now, we're at a point of uncertainty, right? Yeah. Is that there's a lot of things happening right now in the world that can be catalysts for what is to come. The key here to remember, though, for people is that it's coming. It's not a matter of if. It's a matter of simply when. And all of these things add up into this, this, this bubble that is forming, that is ready to burst. And I think that we're coming into that time frame here. The, the next month, the next 30 days, I think are going to be incredibly volatile on the world scene. Yeah. We make 70 uh, auto, auto dealers or, or automakers across the globe make 71 million cars per year. They're said to projected for 2023 was supposed to be 71 million cars this year. Last year we made 76.2 million cars globally. Um, you just took the big three offline. Mm-hmm. What are you cutting that number down to? <sighs> Good well, stuff. I mean that's that's just one part, one piece of the puzzle. I mean mm-hmm. you have the impeachment of Joe Biden coming about. You have the media, CNN, even turning on Joe Biden. Did you see this yesterday, how CNN was talking about how he's a pathological liar? Uh, They're going to (laughs) remove Joe Biden in the next few weeks. I I absolutely believe this. Either he's going to die in office of old age, he's going to get COVID and die, or they're going to remove him through the 25th Mm -hmm. Amendment or something of that nature. We'll see. I mean, I think it's coming. We'll we'll talk more about that here after the break. We'll be right back with more on the show. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight show. So yesterday on CNN, they were going over all the various lies that Joe Biden has told. This was this is crazy. Like his uh, um, how he I want to get this correct so I don't lie. Right. (laughs) Okay. but let, let me look it up here real quick. Man, I'm on my Twitter. I have to go through this real quick. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, I don't have it on my Twitter. I, I have it. I did it on the show. I covered it on the show. But basically what they were talking about was how Joe Biden says he used to drive a, a eight-wheeler truck. No, he didn't. <laughs> he used to drive a, a, a school bus. 
uh, how he says that uh, he w- he visited the synagogue after a mass shooting. He he never visited the synagogue. Um, right. How he said um, that he he grew up um, in a uh, yeah that he grew up going to this Jewish synagogue all the time. He, he right. never did. He grew up Catholic. But there's this propensity for Joe Biden where his mind is slipping and he's just making stuff up on the spot and it's bad. And CNN is even reporting on this, which makes it even crazier. That goes back to my song yesterday, free falling. <laughs> They're just letting him go into a free fall, right? I mean, that's, that's why Kamala is giving her signal, her virtue signaling. Oh, I'm ready whenever you want me. <laughs> or however she <laughs> hee haws. Um, she's crazy, man. I don't know. I, I don't, I think we're going to go into war before this. There's just too many other – the drums of war are beating way too loud right now. It is breathtaking to see this. I don't know. Well, I mean we're literally just one one catalyst event away from that. I mean all it is is one wrong move by Russia or – I mean you just had this Ukrainian strike on the Russian naval fleet, which took out a Russian submarine and took out a Russian destroyer. Now what's interesting right. about that is the missiles utilized were British. Well, that's And nice. the question is, is did the U.S. or NATO have anything to do with the, deli- the delivery of those missiles? The first thing I asked was, there a P-8 Poseidon in the air? Now, people don't know this. If you go back to the sinking of the Moskov, which was the Russian flagship, is that at right. the same time that the Moskov ship, uh, a ship sunk, there was a P-8 Poseidon right over top of it. That is an American um, air aircraft. And what the P-8 Poseidon does is it does uh, reconnaissance and it does target acquisition telemetry. So basically what it does is it acts as a relay point for targets. And so it'll right. be over top of something. It'll paint it. And then it'll send that telemetry data back to a command center where a cruise missile can be sent to hit that target. And so the U.S. was directly involved in the sinking of the Moscow. Now, the question is, is were they involved in this one? And we haven't really seen much for Putin retaliating uh, against Ukraine for this. Right. Well, I mean, has he? You know, I mean, no, has he? he I mean, he's he's like, I mean, why does he need to? I mean, he's it's like, come on, guys, you know this is over already. Well, Go ahead, now you got your... you got Twinkle Toes Zelensky coming to the United States next week to ask what? for more money at the time that our our government is about to go bankrupt and shut down because they can't come up with a budget deal. So the week before we go we go shut down, he's going to come ask for another billion or billions of dollars and some more yeah. F sixteens. <sighs> How long does it – if I remember right, it takes almost two years to get an F-16 pilot ready by United States military standards. F-16s are very complicated machines. I mean they're, they're all computer-driven. I mean, yeah, it's flying is flying, but they're, they, they could kill you. Like as a pilot, you can kill yourself in the, in the cockpit. They are so violent inside because they're all computer-driven. They're not cable-driven, so you don't get the resistance mm-hmm. in the stick the way you used to. So I'm just kind of curious how Ukraine is sending their pilots over here to train with American pilots on F-16s, but yet they're going to be battle-ready now. It's not like a weekend course where you go get a, a touch-up on your insurance license. Oh, Jim, it's, it's easy. Just give it to us and we'll win the war. 
Oh, come on, Jim. Just give it to us. We'll win the war. So when do we start seeing those on the black market? Like the F-16s we gave to them? They're like, hey, man, on Facebook Marketplace, got me an F-16. It's going to be on I'll eBay. Quick trip. <laughs> it's going to be on eBay. Will be delivered nice. from Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You have to pick it up yourself. You have to come get it. We're No delivery included. <laughs> Please provide shipping information. The United States government will ship it to you directly. Yeah, just go by. Just, uh, we'll just have you over here at uh, Whiteman Air Force Base or... Go down to you know, uh, you know Randolph. It's fine. Just pick you up an F sixteen there. Do you have the tail number? What what what's, what do you got for a serial number on that? Oh, yeah, you're picking up that one. That's a nice one. Yeah, Thirty eight dollars is what one. I paid for it. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, is that Russia is there's a lot of turmoil going on in Russia specifically because. The military doesn't agree with what Putin's doing, and Putin's playing the long game. He's kind of being very, very patient with this, where the military wants to go in and end this. They just want to go into Kiev. They want to take out Zelensky, take out the capital, take over the country, and be done with it. But Putin is playing the long game because I think he understands that he needs to be very, very careful not to um, instigate World War III, but let the West do that. Let NATO do that. Because the eventuality of that is that if NATO interacts with Article 5 from NATO, which allows them to go in there and start war with Russia, that is the catalyst to remove NATO. You know, Donald Trump, when he, in 2016, when he became president, he asked a really, really good question. What's the purpose right. for NATO? Was uh, the North America Trade Organization was supposed to uh, combat Russia and was supposed to call, uh, be disbanded mo the moment Russia fell. Right? Wasn't that right? Yeah. Well, yeah. It was yeah. supposed to be disbanded the moment the Soviets won. The Soviets won? Yeah. <laughs> or, sorry, the moment the Soviets collapsed. But it hasn't did, been. But, and, and Trump right. made that assessment, and he's absolutely right. Yeah, it is. I mean, that, that's one of those those cool kids clubs that we really should have gotten rid of a long, long time ago. There's no usefulness. I don't. What does the UN really do? What does the UN do besides cost us billions of dollars and they wear powder blue helmets? I don't know. What do they do? Nothing. They have meetings and <laughs> wear powder blue helmets. I mean, that's just it. They, they don't do anything. They cost us a lot of money, and they seem to be the reason that we get in fights for each other. It's like a union thing or something. I don't know. Don't well, don't get it. one thing I know is that there's something coming and that we all need to prepare for that. And to prepare for that, what I recommend people do is, mm -hmm. is have a diversification in assets, things that are hedging inflation for you, things that hedge the, the standardized market. That's gold, silver. Uh, those are the two primary ones that you want to get into. We know getgoldtoday.com. You can go there, getgoldtoday.com. Um, have some supplies. Have uh, you know food saved up. Right. So right. you can oh, yeah. go to My Patriot Supply by going to redpills.tv slash Patriot. That's an easy way to do that. And you can get the buckets of three months food supplies. And the stuff's awesome, by the way. But I, I highly recommend that people start getting water. People start getting canned goods and non-perishables and start putting away some stuff just in case things happen. Have a generator. Have gasoline um, stored away. Because it could be a very, very cold winter with rolling blackouts. Because if you look at everything that's happening right now, everything is energy-derived. Mm -hmm. Everything is energy-derived. Is that yeah. the, the energy that makes the world go round is being sucked out of it. Right. And that oh, should yeah. be a fair warning that anything that's produced through that energy, transportation, food, warmth, heat, right? 
is something that you should be looking into either creating on your own or stocking up on. And yeah. this is an El Nino cycle. So this is an El Nino cycle. This is going to be a very, very, um, very, very cold winter. I assure you. It's going to be a shorter winter, which is good. So, I mean, winter will probably taper off in the March time frame. But it's going to be incredibly cold. And I think that we're going to start seeing the coldness come here uh, in the October, November time frame. But if you match all of that with what's happening in the world and potential economic collapse coming to the United States, the real estate market is crumbling right now, which is absolutely horrific. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the first indicators. The, actually, it's, it's the, the used car market and the real estate market are two of the primary indicators of what's happening within the economy. Did you know that? What was that again? The, what, say that again? Used, the used car market and right. the real estate market are two primary right. retail indicators of oh, the yeah. state of the national economy. Absolutely. Um, and and all, they're purposely doing it with raising of rates that you can't buy cars because the rate's too high, so you've got to buy a cheaper car or a crappier car. Housing is the same thing. People are not wanting to be able to buy because you don't want to pay 6 and 8% for interest rates. Um, this is a real thing, and it's sad, sad that this is done so purposely. Again, we know the fiat currency has to die, but you Americans – and I, I think I mentioned this the other day. You Americans are screwing it up. You guys' ability to adapt and overcome and work around all of the pressures that you're under, when you're on the hamster wheel of debt and you're still able to spin all the plates and do the juggling that you do in your daily life, you guys are, you guys are screwing up the World Economic Forum's plan to make sure you guys <laughs> fail. Because you guys just keep succeeding and pushing on and adapting. They have raised prices. You're almost paying three times more for gasoline today than you were two years ago. And you guys are still killing it. I mean, nobody's paying attention to that. Three times? The same thing with utilities, same thing with food, all this other stuff. I mean, I've got, I've got people begging for eggs because I'm not charging them $7 a carton like they are at the store. And mine are, I mean, truly free-range organic eggs. Not the fake ones they give you at the store. And it's like, I don't, people, you guys are killing it. The fact that you guys, we talked about this before, was it? We're, we're at 300% less income than the, than the greatest part of the Depression in 1930. You guys are doing an amazing job with 300% less money than the Great Depression. You guys should give yourself a pat on the back. I mean, it's awesome that you can do this, but you're screwing up their plan. That's why we haven't actually fallen yet. Because you're the resiliency of America. We're the only economy that's really still cooking along. Or for the minute, anyway. Absolutely, Jim Price. Absolutely. Yes, All right. Oh, wow. Break time. Oh, there All it right. is. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight show. Yes, sir. So, so Jim, Hunter Biden mm -hmm. was indicted on federal gun charges. Tell me it's not so. Why would they pick on him? Just leave Hunter alone. Or whatever that guy said about Brittany. <laughs> well, here, here's the problem. Okay. Is it's nothing more than a distraction. You notice none of the charges had anything to do with uh, his FARA violations, with uh, money laundering, embezzlement, shady business practices, but gun charges. Why? Because mm -hmm. they're trying to cover up what is coming with the impeachment. Oh, yeah. Well, you're picking on a drug addict. Remember, they're going to throw him as the – you're going to go empathetic on him. Well, he's just a drug addict. He doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> and then Uncle Joe is going to get the sympathy vote for the 
well, he's got dementia, you know. It was undiagnosed until just Thursday. <laughs> we just found out. Like, come on, folks. Anyway, we're the useful it's idiots allow it to go on, so. <sighs> idiots allowed it to go on. Well, yeah, we are. Let's jump into this. So we got Zelensky right. coming in next week. We have, um, we have global turmoil. We have North Africa in um, very, very destabilized, right? So did you hear oh, yeah. yesterday that Nigeria had complete blackout of their country? This is a day after French was accumulating troops. France was accumulating troops on the Nigerian border of Niger. Niger has the military junta who's in control, who is being backed by Russia and China. Um, they had arrested a whole bunch of French diplomats. Right. France was about to go in with their military when all of a sudden Nigeria went completely black. Hmm, I wonder if China or Russia had anything to do with that. Well, did you hear MGM in Vegas? Uh, was it well, Monday? MGM went and under? Caesars. Yeah. Yeah, they're all screwed sideways on because they were shutting off the power and wouldn't let people in and out of the rooms. And <laughs> they said, we're not going to pay it. They're losing $15 million a day in profit uh, for every day it shut down. So, I mean, maybe that $5 million they were asking for wasn't a big ask. I don't know. Anyway. Well, they paid, uh, was they it, paid uh, the ransom. Did they pay it? No, oh, yeah, it was another it, it, one that paid it. I, I thought it was, um, um, I thought it was Binion's or something that paid. Who was? Oh, there was another one that paid it, and then they came after uh, MGM, and then that was when they said, "No, we won't do it." Or did they pay it? I don't know. The, yeah. the story got real complicated there real fast. I don't, they, I don't know. But this is that global hacking group, though, right? The cat meow thing, or black cat, or something like that. I, mean, I, yeah, I don't know who it guys. is specifically that's doing the hacking, but I look mm -hmm. at it as a um, a prelude to uh, a larger cyber attack. So basically, these are state actors that are these are state actors that are working clandestinely. What they're doing is they're mm -hmm. testing various points of of U.S. enterprise. And the reason is is because casinos have one of the most thorough and well balanced cybersecurity defense systems on the planet. They want to make sure mm -hmm. that nobody can crack them. And so also they're not state affiliated. So if you go and hack them, it just looks like you're state, you're hacking a, a, a company and not hacking the state, which would obviously have war implications. And so by going in there, they can achieve a lot of data. Now, my thoughts are that they most likely wanted if, if like, let's say you have some politicians or something like that, that went to the casino. Mm hmm. And they hooked up Oops. bank accounts or they put in their personal information, uh, their email addresses, got a rewards card because that's what was hacked was the rewards card area. Right. Is that now those hackers have that information of whoever those people were. Wow. And now they can utilize that to access government databases. Let's say it was a senator or a congressman. Now they have that senator and congressman's personal information. Now they can devise a, um, a social engineering scheme to, to get access to his accounts. So there's a lot of reasons supplementary why these things happen. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, and, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. I don't think people realize when you sign up for those those uh, rewards cards, even back in, like, the 80s and 90s, these people knew what your account balances were in your bank. And how they got that information, how, how they got it, probably highly illegal, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
But these people that work work these casinos, they know exactly what your net worth is. They know what you got, and that's why they send you certain you know airplane trips and you know free rooms and because it's just they're just trying to get as much out of you as they possibly can, and that's what they do. So it's mm-hmm. uh, anyway. There's a lot of information out there you give your casinos. I mean, I don't know. Everybody's like, oh, you could gotta keep yourself private. I'm like, from who? Who doesn't know everything about everybody? Seriously, guys, you think all your text messages and all that stuff aren't seen? Come on. You're just lying to yourself on that deal. These people have been doing this for way too long. We're just now catching up. We're way we're twenty years late to dinner is the problem <laughs> on that deal. And well, I, don't I don't like being 20... late to dinner. Well, I don't but, like I don't think anybody likes being late to dinner. But you know how about this? Let's okay. change subjects here. Let's go to Oliver Anthony. Have you seen yeah. this Oliver Anthony stuff? Yeah, yeah. Like go the ahead. guy that plays the guitar, uh Rich Men North of Richmond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, I was talking about it last week, how this guy, he, he's not a Republican. He's not a conservative right. in any way, shape, or form. So Oliver Anthony agrees to a contract where he's paid $120,000, mm-hmm. okay? But then he gets mad through this contract when the venue charges $99 ticket prices. He blames the venue for the deal he agreed to and then cancels the event. Mm-hmm. As Charlie Kirk asks, who does he think pays for his fee? The venue, the security, the insurance, the power, the sound techs, the lighting people, the ushers, um, who he just paid out of a screw, uh, screwed out of a paying gig because he wants yeah. to institute pi- price controls for virtual virtual signal virtual signaling. Oliver Ant- and then Charlie Kirk says Oliver Anthony is just a ginger Bernie Sanders with a banjo. <laughs> I love it, <laughs> and he's right. He's absolutely yeah. right. Like. This guy agrees to a $120,000 contract. They start booking him at these venues, and the venue's got to make money. they got to pay everybody. they got to pay for his travel, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And he wants to complain about a $100 price ticket. $100 isn't that much for a concert ticket these days. Oh, yeah. That's true, man. I mean, I uh, so what uh, you, you think about the different things you can go into, like – uh, Rob Schneider at the Kansas State Fair on Sunday night was seventy dollars a ticket for grandstand seating, and you could pay up to four hundred dollars for a private table near the stage. It's like, and that was Rob Schneider, a comedian. Uh, this guy's all upset because he suddenly hit the the airwaves and became super popular, and his people were going to have to pay a hundred dollars for these. I mean, what does they paid? Uh, Chris Stapleton was what almost two hundred dollars a ticket. And that was on the side of the stage, you know, 20 rows back. It wasn't like it was front row and, you know, I could feel a sweat. You know, it was – I mean, that's kind of what these people have done because there's a lot of money involved. People don't realize secure. I mean, okay, Josh, me and you have done events. We've been around events, security, food, the venue. A lot of these venues, like a, let's say you want to put together a people, 1,000 people for a venue. You could pay $10,000 just for the venue. Just to not not that doesn't include security. That doesn't include you know the food or you know this and that and the other thing. That's just 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 for the building for to seat a thousand people. If you want to get into five and ten thousand, you're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars here, and yeah, people don't absolutely. realize what that really costs. So <clears throat> he's got to get a little wake up to reality here. I, I get what he's saying. Hey, don't go gouging the people, but at the same time, I mean, you have to have all these other things. These people were hiring people. I bet you they had probably 20% to 30% of that money that they were charging for tickets already spent because they had to pre-plan to have all these people there. This doesn't just you know put together in an afternoon. It's not a barbecue at your buddy's house. 
These are big deals. You have to have tickets and verification of tickets. Oh, anyway, sorry, I don't mean to ramble on on that, but he got he's grow up. Well, he is, <clears throat> and so with Oliver Anthony aside. I mean, that's just Mm -hmm. the woke mentality that we're seeing in the world right now being perpetuated, that people are disgusted. They are fed up. They're standing up. They're rising up. They're creating great art, but yet they still hold these same ideals and principles. This guy's most likely probably a communist and let him be, but I I really don't care. But there's something else Mm -hmm. going on in the world, Jim. There was a study that was just published. And the U.N. has been pushing this and multiple other philanthropies, organizations and NGOs with the U.N. have been pushing this, that human activity and appetites have weakened the Earth's resilience, pushing it far beyond the safe operating space that keeps the world livable for most species, including our own. So they're saying that human beings are killing the Earth. Now, think about this. The whole global agenda, the push towards sustainable development, the push towards uh, global warming, human beings are bad for this planet. What they're trying to tell you is that they want nature off limits for you and me. That, that's what this is moving towards. They want right. to make nature off limits. Hmm. Not in my world, buddy. I'm Not fighting my world, back. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's a, that, that's a very true. Yeah. So what what do we do though? So we got to go out and create our own, right? We go out and, and guys, I don't. Why are we asking our government to do anything? This is okay. I this is one. Josh, you got to answer this one for me, buddy. I know we got two minutes for the commercial here, but seriously, why do we keep asking our government for permission for anything? There, there's there's no reason that we're get, we give our power over to a government, none whatsoever. It doesn't even begin to make sense. In fact, that's anti-Christian. I mean, if you're going to go and you're going to call yourself a Christian, you're going to say, well, I believe in the Bible, I believe in Jesus and all this, and you want to get, you know, like I got Jesus in my heart, great. Then why don't you live that way according to how you respond to your government? Why do you give over your authority to your government when, when God says in the Bible, don't put idols before me? But who do you pay first? You pay the government out of your paycheck first. You don't pay any money to God first. You, you give all your money to government. You, you, you go and you, you bow down to them, make sure and you comply to their red and blue lights, and you, and you listen to them, and you ask for permission to build a shed in your own backyard or collect your own rainwater. Seriously, guys, figure out which side you want to be on. Tell me, tell me really, why do you guys ask your government for permission? Well, because we have to. Said who? Who? I mean, if let's go again. Let's go back to the reference book, the Bible. Where do you? Where does it go? And they say, "Oh yeah, man, you got to get get a pull over for the red and blue. If they get you on the lidar, boy, you got to pay that extra taxes." But then we know that give unto Caesar what unto, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's is actually an uh, you know an ad. So I mean, we need to we need to really get back to what the Bible really talks about. Don't do that. Anyway, I'm gonna piss a bunch of people off. Sorry. <clears throat> well, you are, <sighs> but that's okay. It's okay to piece some people off every once in a while. But, you know, my biggest concern right now is this globalist push towards making human beings evil and dangerous to nature. Because nature is the reason that we're here today. Nature is is a part of our survival. And by removing man from nature, you move more towards this mechanistic idea of life to where technology rules and dominates the human being. And you have this disconnection of this natural spirit of who and what we are and how and where we came from. 
And I think that that's what this big push is. It's the, the desouling of humanity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Taking us away from what our source is, right? And then we know what our source is. Well, we got more of that. We'll talk about that after the commercial break. But this is, this is important. Stand up, folks. It is. We'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show after this. Hello. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, back to the Dark Delight Show. So, Jim, yes, we had kind of a win this week. Actually, we like did. two wins. Two wins. Two wins. <laughs> Number one is in, in New Mexico, the governor last week had suspended open carry and concealed carry, basically suspending the Second Amendment. Uh, right. A federal judge this week has overturned that as unconstitutional. That came out after Bingo. her attorney general said, uh, we, will not, uh, we will not support her l- lawsuits. And this is right. when the sheriffs came out and said, uh, nope, we're not supporting this, uh, this ruling. So she has been overruled. And that happened really fast, which is really good. And I think that that was a test by the deep state to see how people would react. So that, that's a win. But then right. – a federal judge this week has declared that Biden administration's efforts to codify DACA um, is unlawful. And if you remember DACA, that's what allows um, kids that come over as illegal immigrants to become American citizens. Right. Right. And uh, Trump tried to overturn this but got overruled by the Supreme Court when the Supreme Court actually said that, uh, well, Trump, you can't, you can't undo the past with DACA. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to deport everybody under DACA who uh, became an American citizen. So the Supreme Court said you can't do that, but you can rescind it. You can repeal it. You can change it. And if Congress wants to, they can make it a law because right. it is not a law. And so is that what it means Congress, to codify? Is yeah, that what it means to codify. codify. Okay. And so, codify. well, they want to codify it. Biden wants to codify it through executive order, basically make it a permanent executive order, which you can't do. And that's why the right. federal judge said, well, if Congress wants it, they can make it a law. And Adam Schiff comes out and is like, this is shameful. And, you know, the federal judge doesn't embody the values of the American. It's time for Congress to act. We need a permanent solution. Well, here's the problem, Adam Schiff, is you guys were the head of Congress when that lawsuit came out with the Supreme Court and Donald Trump. The Supreme Court came out and said, Democrats, you can pass this bill right now in Congress and and codify this. And they didn't. They didn't even present a bill. Virtue signaling. And they were in power. Yeah, so so you know what this tells me is that the Democrats don't want DACA as a law. They want it as an executive order because then it becomes transitory and they can utilize it for whatever they want or they cannot utilize it. They don't have to follow the law when it's an executive order. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and we know that we're – this whole emergency powers act that we keep renewing over and – how many – do we actually know how many um, executive order power or you know, this whole emergency powers act? Do we know how many of those are actually enforced right now? Do we have just one or are there multiples? Because it seems like we keep renewing and it seems like it's a different name each time we're renewing. So I'm wondering, do we know how many really emergency orders are out there? Or is it just uh, yeah, one? Yeah, they're all public. They are absolutely all public. Okay. Yeah, I just – it just seems like we have a lot of emergencies going on. And life well, isn't yeah. a constant emergency. Isn't that interesting? We've got a lot of emergencies going on, Jim, in this country. And it's like, dude, just look around you. Look at all the chaos. And there is none. Right. It, it, it's, like, it's like manufactured chaos is mm-hmm. what is being perpetuated on this planet to usher in 
these various rules, regulations, and policies. And you got to wonder how serious this stuff actually is because we were talking about the war effort here a second ago. And, yeah, we are on the verge of war. That We had uh, Kincaid, who is the uh, Air Force secretary, come out the other day and said that China is planning war with us. China is on the move, uh, rushing in uh, everything to their coastline. They have put out various different decrees to Taiwan. You have the United States military, um, you know, obviously moving F-18s to to uh, Japan and Okinawa. Um, you have them setting up another military base in in Guam. Uh, right. This is this is going to get really interesting. Well, those this is going to see how this fighters, Those jet fighters being escorted over to Japan, which I'm I, I'm just going to say it's more than ten. Um, why are you putting those kind of fighters? Uh, in route to Japan, and why do you need them there? And I thought we already had bases in Japan. These are not like new fighters being delivered. These are existing inventory being moved. So are we all doing the flexing and the banging of the war drums? Sounds like it. Sounds like it's all falling in place. Oh, well, we talked about it, Josh. Well, we did. We did. And so... What can we see coming up in the next few weeks? I think that we're going to see more distractions. We're going to see more diversion, um, and we're going to see more division within the masses. So I can expect some type of, um, I, you know, with the whole New Mexico thing, I think we're going to see more mass shootings in the next few weeks. Because that, the, guys, these these aren't just random events. These are perpetuated. This is how this works, and you have to go really deep down that rabbit hole. I don't have enough time here right now to explain mm-hmm. how this all happens, but. It happens. Parents in Miami, Florida, with a mentally ill son, 18 years of age, intercepted his text messages showing that he was communicating with FBI agents and the FBI was trying to get this kid to become a mass shooter. And so, you know, there's evidence out there that shows this. The Buffalo shooter was in the same Discord chat channel as the Texas shooter. Uh, that hit a few weeks later. The Discord chat channel was uh, operated by a retired FBI agent. Yes, these things are manufactured and planned. And so Mm -hmm. I think that they want to get the guns away. I think that that is the one thing here in the United States of America that has stopped a lot of the progression of this agenda is the number one fact that we still are armed to the teeth and that this New Mexico order that the governor tried to do was basically – testing the waters to see how people would react to this. And we reacted the exact way that we should have. And this Mm -hmm. tyrant was shot down and most likely will have to resign because of this. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see how this unfolds over the next few weeks because I think there's going to be more mass shootings. I think there's going to be more chaos. Um, And a lot of people have been saying, and I I will say it too, is that we could potentially see some type of black swan terrorist event in the world or in this country. And I hate to say that, and I don't want that to happen. But I have a feeling that something like that could happen. Mm-hmm. Well, remember, guys, uh, I've said this often, and I'll say it until, I guess, until we, you guys listen. Silver, gold, and brass to cover your butt. So figure out where you guys need to be on this whole thing, because it's not going to get any better. Don't be the victim, right? Oh, times, where, times are tough, buddy. And that's okay. It's okay. This is good stuff. Um, so what do you got going this weekend, Josh? We got about three minutes here before the end of the show. What do you got? What do you got? You got, you got big plans? What are you doing? Uh, there's an Oktoberfest in the local town. So what? Uh, Oktoberfest is really big out here in these uh, these next to the woods in Minnesota. Um, yeah. And so Oktoberfest start around mid September and go into uh, early October. And so yeah. we're going to an Oktoberfest. I'm going to have fun. I got a, a friend that I'm going to be meeting out there, and I'm going to uh, be drinking some beer. 
Wow, very good. No, that's good stuff. I'm, I have a weekend off. I, I haven't been, I'm not traveling for the first weekend in, what, three months here? <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> it's like, tomorrow's Saturday. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm usually I'm usually in the in a conference center or in a church or whatever, so I'm kind of feeling like I should be doing something else. Well, right? you, go get your bullhorn, head down to the town square gym, get your yeah. soapbox, and just stand in the middle of the town square and go, "Hear me, hear me!" Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, people will listen. I guarantee you, people will come. Yeah, that's Jim. If you build it, they will come. Oh, yeah. You build an internment camp, they will come. Oh wait, they have yeah. to force them in there though. Never well, mind. and I think that well, some people like will that go willfully. As well, I mean, you know, I don't. We don't have much time. We'll talk about this Monday, but yeah. uh, in the sense of internment camps, um, FEMA, FEMA is uh, integrating into a disinformation um, squa- uh, squalling uh, campaign. So FEMA has been basically given funding. The DHS and FEMA have been given funding to utilize new digital online tools to monitor Americans' social media accounts for disinformation, which, by the way, is a direct violation of the Constitution. Uh, but like I said, is they took everything that was going on in Twitter files and with Facebook and Twitter in the White House, and now they're legalizing it and funding it properly publicly. Wow. And – Guys, this is this is Big Brother. They are uh-huh. not going to stop until we put an end to it. And the way we put an end to it is through state control. Is we have to take back our states. We have to take it back our local and our state government. And that is the only way to stop this federal tyranny. Well, there's another way, but we don't want to go there. But either way, that would <laughs> still call take still be taken back to states. Yeah. Oh, man, what a great day we have. Guys, remember, you guys are always the answer. The Constitution limits the government, but never limits you. You guys have the power. Be the people that we need them to be. Uh, I'd like, I, uh, Also, maybe Monday we'd like to get an update on what happened at the Supreme Court with your voter integrity groups. That would make me a good phone call for Monday. So just awesome. putting that word out there for you guys. All right, everybody, you guys have a great weekend. Be well, take care. Jim and I will be back with you Monday. Have a good one.